Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me, and you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. This podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support to those suffering from addiction. And as you know, this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. Take the first step to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. That's FHEHealth.com. And so today, what I want to talk about is the use of imagery in recovery. And what I mean by imagery is symbolism and how symbolism can be used to help you in your recovery. So if you've never been around 12-step meetings, and by 12-step meetings, I mean the traditional uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, uh, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, gambling uh, anonymous meetings, sex addict meetings, um, all sorts of different meetings, uh, Celebrate Recovery, uh, Smart Recovery, and others. A lot of there's a lot of symbolism that is used, and by that, if you're not familiar with these meetings, often um, coins are given to celebrate various lengths of sobriety, starting from one day, a 24-hour period, a 24-hour chip, or like in the case of Narcotics Anonymous, oftentimes it's keychains that are given out, or um, a lot of different meetings will have different sort of things that they put out uh, to celebrate that that length of time. So you can have a day chip, um, the next Usually, uh, the the next thing that's given out is a month chip, a two-month chip, all the way up to the one-year mark. And then after that, some meetings will go to two years, some meetings will go to 18 months first, and then two years, and then every year thereafter. And this is an important tradition that has been established in 12-step meetings. They've been around for decades. And, you know, you might ask yourself, why? Why, why are these coins given out, and why do we celebrate uh, the these anniversaries and these lengths of sobriety. Well, I think, really, I think the first and foremost um, question is kind of an obvious one, and that that is why we do this. It, the reason why we do it is because it's important. Obviously, it's important to celebrate. It's important to uh, celebrate those milestones because recovery is difficult, particularly in the early days, and it's important for not only the person that is receiving the chip to celebrate that milestone, but it's also important for other people to see that reaching that milestone is possible. I mean, after all, if you're somebody that's new to recovery and you're just coming in, uh, you may think that this is impossible. You may think that it is not even um, uh, attainable to reach various lengths of sobriety. I have to tell you, um, you know, the really the first 24-hour chip is very, very difficult to get, to get through that. And then the next milestone is that 30-day mark. And I know that uh, early recovery, that just seems impossible to be able to get to that 30-day mark. And if you're not in recovery and you don't struggle with addiction, you may think, what? Is that is it all that difficult? Well, yeah, it is. When you have become both physiologically and mentally dependent upon a substance or any other addiction, like a process addiction, uh, like gambling or sex or, um, you know, food, either too much or too little, you know, giving those types of things up are very, very difficult. And in previous podcasts, we talk about why that is physiologically and uh, and mentally. Your, your body and your brain have become dependent upon those substances or that addiction to... Um, 
uh, you know, it, it needs it. It needs it physiologically. And so it's not just a, a, a matter of willpower. It's not just a matter of saying, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to stop it cold turkey. Your body has actually become physically dependent upon that substance. Now, just taking alcohol, for example, if your body has become physically dependent upon alcohol, your brain has restructured. Your uh, The vitamins in your body have been depleted. Uh, B, vitamins B1, 3, 6, and 12 have been depleted. Serotonin levels have been depleted. Uh, the GABA levels in your brain. You know, all these different things need to be reestablished and, and neuro, new neural pathways have to be reestablished in your brain and your thinking um, before it, you sort of even out and it becomes easier to sustain recovery. Now, lots of studies have been done on um, how the, the relation between length of sobriety and then the possibility of staying in longer sobriety uh, a lot of studies have been done on this and have shown that if you can make it to a year or 18 months, then you may be as much as, depending on the study that you're reading, up to four times more likely to stay in long-term recovery. So that first part is very, very important that you reach. And that's why some meetings will give an 18-month chip before they give a two-year chip because they realize how difficult it is to get to that point and then the significance of getting past that point. And and then you go to a year, uh, every year after the second year, because it just seems to be uh, a bit easier to attain those longer-term goals. And so the key is that it's that first part. It's the very first part of recovery that you want to really, really focus on. And you must be very tenacious in your pursuit of recovery, because frankly, in my, my opinion, that's the hardest part. And there's a lot of people that feel that way. Now, that's not to say that you ever give up on recovery and you never let your guard down because we certainly know that that is not true. You cannot ever, ever, ever let your guard down in recovery. And in fact, if you go to 12-step meetings and you're around people that have decades of sobriety, oftentimes you will hear people that have been at those meetings for a very long time. Um, when you ask them how long they've been sober, they will actually tell you 24 hours because what they are concentrating on is that 24 hours, knowing that at the end of the day, that's really all any of us have is that that particular 24-hour period. Now, they just have, they accumulated quite a few 24 hours, but that's how they look at it. And and that's that mentality that helped people like that get through and get the length of time that they had. So uh, before I continue on here, I just want to uh, once again remind you about our sponsor, who is FHE Health. And this episode is sponsored by FHE Health. FHE Health has been providing life-changing behavioral health services for more than 20 years. They treat substance abuse and mental health disorders in an individualized and comprehensive approach. Recognizing the specialized needs of the first responder community, they've created Shatterproof, a dedicated program for law enforcement, fire rescue, and similar communities to receive treatment among peers. They're experienced in providing privacy and working with unions for employment. FHE Health is committed to providing the best care experience for our patients, for their families, and for our communities. So learn more at FHEHealth.com. So like I said, people recognize that early sobriety is extremely difficult, extremely difficult to attain. And so I just wanted to share with you a few of the things that I learned and, and just some suggestions. And, and you guys know that when I talk about these things, they are just suggestions. There's no right or wrong way. I can only just share the things that work for me and maybe that they maybe they can work for you. So 
As a lot of you know, I have a military background and a police background, and I'm also retired from, from the FBI. And in all three of those professions, symbolism, the use of symbols and ceremonies were big. That's huge in the military and in police departments. Uh, it, police departments are uh, famous for giving out patches, giving out coins, giving out pins, giving out tie tacks, all of those types of things. And they they represent not only departments, but units, uh, achievements, and the military is the same way. The military is probably even more so than police departments because because that's where it all originated. And, of course, many people that go into police work are also from the military, so those traditions carry on. And that being my background, I recognized early on mentally that that's how I was wired. I liked symbolism. I liked celebrating. I liked recognizing various lengths of sobriety. You know, it's something that I could see. It was something tangible. And just in my mind, it just... It's always served as a reminder. And just so you guys know, um, I'll, I'll just kind of share this with you, that I have a box. I have a, a really nice box that my wife got me, and um, it has the AA symbol on top. And uh, I put the current year coin that I have, and my sobriety date is there. It's on a on a like a brass placard, and you can see it. And it's one of those coins. And it's not just the coin that you get at meetings, you know, the, the ones that they hand out sort of those mass-produced coins. This is something that um, I went online and I bought. It's, you know, each year has different colors, decorations. Maybe there's colors or symbols that are on the coin that represent something unique to that particular year. Like, for example, the year that I I retired, that year, uh, however many years I had sober at that point, it was a bigger coin than the others that I have, and it's also in red, white, and blue, you know, because I had worked for the government, uh, uh, you know, the the FBI, the police, and the military, um, I had served the nation, so I thought that the red, white, white, and blue was significant, so I wanted that on the coin, and then also that coin's a little bit bigger, which also um, symbolized the fact that that was kind of a pivotal year in my life. I went from my working years, per se, you know, my career working years to the next phase of my life, and so that being sort of a hump or, uh, you know, transition point in in my life, I thought that being a little bit bigger than the other coins would be able to show that symbolically that that's where the change occurred. So whatever year I have, I put that coin in the box and all of the other coins surround it. And so in my room, I can see that when I go to bed, I can see that when I get up, anytime I'm in my bedroom, I can see those coins. And that represents just like the totality of my recovery experience so far. Another thing that I have in my room um, was I, I met a guy at, at a, uh, an AA club who happened to be pretty handy with, uh, with woodwork. And he actually handmade a, a clock for me, a clock that goes up on the wall. And it's really cool, cool looking. It's it's a piece of wood, of course, you know, a clock, and then it has the gold coins it receive at meetings, you know, each year, and it goes out to 11, or I'm sorry, months rather, it has each month going out to 11, the 11th month, and then it has a really nice decorative year coin which represents the 12 o'clock position. And so it goes around and that's up on my wall. Again, you know, something that I can see it represents um, a year of recovery. And I just thought that was kind of a cool thing. And it's up on my wall and it's something that I can look at and is always reminding me of my recovery experience. Now, early on, I was talking about how, you know, each day you get a, or, or your first day of recovery when you decide that you want sobriety, you get this silver chip, which is the 24-hour chip or the one-day chip. 
And either you get a day or it's where that's where you declare, hey, look, I really want to get sober. I'm going to give this thing a shot. So what happened with me was I kept relapsing in the beginning and I, you know, I might go a day or two and then relapse and then have a day, then relapse. And, you know, I was really, really struggling. And what I did was I had a separate calendar you know, a calendar, desk calendar, you know, I could put that on the, the, the counter and I would put for each day that I got, because I was trying to get to a month, the month seemed so elusive to me. It just seemed like I couldn't get there. And so I use a silver coin and I put it on each day on the calendar. And then if I relapsed, then I would take all those coins and then remove them and start over. And so me psychologically, uh, I could see it. And every time I took all those coins and had to take them off of the calendar, it was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. I got to start over. And then uh, on the other the other side of the coin, um, if I got to the point where I got a week, two weeks, and then maybe three weeks, then I could see that. And I would I would be very, very proud of the fact that, that those coins represented each day. And I could visually see getting closer to the end of the month until I finally got that one month chip. And I was so happy when that happened. And folks, I got to tell you, this is just my, my personal experience in recovery. I thought that first month chip was harder than the one year chip. And certainly, you know, harder than the eighth and ninth year chip. There was just something about it. And, you know, again, we talked about the physiology of it. There was a lot of factors that went into that, that being very difficult, but that that really helped me just visualizing either hey i didn't get very far taking it off and that that motivated me to want to get more chips on the calendar and then of course is i kept getting more and more chips on the calendar then it motivated me to continue on to the end and it and it helped me and i remember collecting all of these chips and my wife and I had gone online and we bought a bag of chips. So I, I provided my own chips to do this. But I remember after I got a couple of years, I decided I didn't need those one-day chips anymore. And I decided to go ahead and donate them to one of the local meetings here. And I remember uh, somebody at the meeting saying, hey, look, you know, you didn't have to buy all these chips. We have money to buy them. You could have done them. I said, I didn't buy those for you. I bought them for me. Uh, and that's, that's how many 24-hour chips I had to go through before I could get a month. And uh, I remember the guy looking at me and he just said, well, that showed a hell of a lot of commitment for you to get there. And it, it, it certainly did do that. It took a lot of commitment to get to that, that first month. And then each year after that, uh, it just, it, uh, every year after that just seemed to get easier and easier. And so for those of you that are struggling right now, if you're listening to my voice and you are struggling in recovery uh, you can do it. You know, if I can do it, you can do it. And it does get easier. You never, ever, ever let your guard down. That's for sure. You know, I can't, I've lost track of how many people out there have uh, had many, many years, particularly during this period of COVID in this, this last year, uh, last year and a half, I guess, is where we are right now. It really has been a devastating time for recovery. And that's because people aren't going to meetings anymore. Um, or not near as many, let's put it that way, people's recovery uh, has gone by the wayside and, and people have become very, very depressed and they've decided to go out and drink. And that just demonstrates what I've said all along. And that is that if you've gotten to the point to where I was and or if you've gotten to the point to where you're in a detox facility, an emergency room or a 28-day uh, facility or an intensive outpatient program, you have no business drinking or drugging at all. There, there's no harm reduction. There's no uh, reducing it. it you, you've shown that you, you cannot safely drink. At least that's where I was. 
And you can't do that. And unfortunately, many people over the last year and a half during COVID uh, got to the point where they decided, you know what, I can take that first drink and it'll be no harm, no foul. And it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. But the symbolism for me is very, very important. Um, Again, during COVID, it was important because I got up every day. I looked at the wall. I could see that clock. I could look over. I could see my calendar. I could see the display that I had with the coin in the box and and all of the other years. And it just, it's a constant reminder. And that's why we we are constantly at meetings. When you introduce yourself, you'll you'll put out what uh, you know. I'm I'm Mike. I'm an alcoholic, or I'm Mike. I'm a uh, an addict, or whatever whatever your presenting issue is. If you have the question, why do people do that? It's because we always keep that at the forefront. We don't ever want to forget that that is the condition. Remember causes and condition. The, the cause is, in this case, uh, being locked up at home, being depressed, you know, the, uh, this whole COVID scenario going on, that would be the cause. That's something that, that will want you to escape. But the condition that you have is that you have this predisposition towards addiction and um, it progresses and it gets to the point where it starts destroying those things that you care about in your life. That's the condition. But the symbolic reminders always keep in our forefront of our mind that that's the condition and that we don't want to go back down that road. We don't want to go back down that road. And so what we do is we equip ourselves with all sorts of tools, all all sorts of anything that will add to us being able to stay sober, any tips, tricks, you know, whatever you can do to help with that process, we will engage in. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to share with you this little tip of mine, and that is the symbolism of recovery. And that's something that just helped me. It wasn't what got me sober. I don't want to mislead you and and say that that's what got me sober. No, no. That's just a a, a little tip that I had, something that helped motivate me and boost me in that direction. And it already tied into something that I was predisposed to do, and that is engage into symbolism, again, because it came out of my professional background. Um, I was used to symbolism, um, always... You know, we always took pride in our units. We took pride in accomplishments. We took pride in our organizations, and that was something that we used in the military. If you know anybody that is in the military, was in the military, or is in law enforcement, go into their homes, go into their offices, and you will see coins, you will see patches, you will see pictures, you'll see all sorts of things that remind them of their organization and their units. And um, it's something that, you know, military people and police people have always been, and firefighters too, by the way, I don't mean to leave you you folks out. Uh, it's the same thing. And it's something that we, uh, it's part of the culture. And it was something that certainly at least assisted me in my recovery journey. And I hope that maybe uh, this will help you as well. So again, guys, this episode has been sponsored by FHE Health. And according to SAMHSA, First responders are 30% more likely to develop behavioral health conditions like PTSD. FHE Health specializes in getting first responders better and cleared for duty. So find out more at FHEHealth.com. And again, guys, uh, as I'd like to say, I don't represent any group. I know I talk about a lot of groups on here, but I don't represent them. I don't represent anyone other than myself. And my only purpose in giving this information is to share with you what I've done because it's, it's helped me. And maybe it will help you too. Um, if I've said something that doesn't apply to you or you don't agree with, and just discard it. That's fine. 
but try to take any information that you can use for yourself and help help others as well because that's what we do in recovery we help ourselves along the way and we hope to impart the knowledge that we've gained to others as well and so with that please visit our facebook page which is recovery is possible and our website vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com let me know how i'm doing and let me know if there's a topic that you're interested in hearing about because i'd love to hear from you and take care and i'll see you next time